tonight's episode of the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish is brought to you by Z Apollo Photography. Visit zapollophotography.com for all your photography needs. The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. So much buzz about this announcement. Now the time has finally come. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We have a huge announcement here for you tonight. Pittsburgh, thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Obari-san! Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> There's only one person who should make an announcement of this magnitude, and that person is Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, because I'm one of the biggest stars to ever wrestle in Japan, and an announcement like this wouldn't even be possible if it wasn't for a guy like me. So let's get to it. On June 26th, the United Center in Chicago, Illinois, AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling present Forbidden Door. Uh, two of pro wrestling's biggest powerhouses coming together to give you an event like you've never seen before. And this Friday on Rampage, everyone's going to get a little preview of what's to come. Uh, because in an Owen Hart qualifying match, it's going to be Adam Cole going one-on-one -on -one with Ishii. Now, at double or nothing, the finals are going to take place. And I can promise you, I can guarantee you, a member of the Undisputed Elite is going to take the whole damn thing. And speaking of special moments, I have a very special friend he wants to come out there right now and say hello. Wait a second. Controversy follows this guy wherever he goes, Excalibur. Yeah, things are becoming unglued. As Tony Khan and Takami Obari in 
interrupted by not only Adam Cole, but Jay White, King Switchblade himself. Dangerous human being is Jay White. Thank you, thank you for the introduction, Adam. Very kind. You see, it's very fitting that I would be here for an announcement like this, seeing as the last time New Japan Pro Wrestling held such a large joint event, I single-handedly sold out Madison Square Garden. So, so let me make this very clear. It's not about New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's not about AEW. No, 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 no. This is about the undisputed elite and Bullet Club. because it's still our era. Wow. The undisputed elite and Bullet Club conspiring to steal the spotlight, but nonetheless, Forbidden Door, it is official. Live from the United Center in Chicago, Illinois, Sunday, June 26 on Pay-Per-View. Wow is right. I'm ready for that one. All right, folks. Listen, this this contest is set for one call with a 20-minute time limit. Approaching the ring from St. Mark's Place, weighing 201 pounds, he is Hook! For an amazing young athlete, the son of Taz, Division One athlete, one of the best athletes in the world. These guys are looking long. Smart Mark Sterling and the premier athlete, Tony Nese. They've had their issues with Hook as of late. Hook's a natural. He's a big-time player, just continuing to evolve. He is the cold-hearted, handsome devil. Stand up. Cross player, Bucknell. Ivy League educated. Judo background. You think D1 lacrosse players aren't athletes? Oh, no, no. Those guys are sorry. Anthony Henry. Anthony Henry, though, no slouch either. Oh, yeah, you're right, man. We've seen him compete here on Dynamite before as well. In AEW Dark, he is tremendously experienced, tremendously dangerous. Nice ankle pick, though, by Hook. Oh, very, very quick. And that's thing that, uh, one of the things that really impressed me about him. The fact that he was a Division One athlete just big enough. But when you see him in the ring, you know he's special. Hook backs Henry up to the corner. Looking right and left to the body of the driving knee. Look at how Hook is popping his hips, driving the hands both sides, right and left. No, no bridge, just an overhead throw by Hook. Sterling and Nice taking notes. Hook, Hook, caught Henry at the 
just a clubbing shot. And now the cross faces. This could be the beginning of the end. I love this. This is physicality. Not giving a damn. Herman tears somebody's head off. Danhausen, he's been trying to curse Hook for weeks. It's been ineffective. Now Danhausen just appearing. And Hook, impervious to it, he's locking in Red Rum. And Anthony Henry forced to tap. His dad won a lot of matches with that similar maneuver. And a great debut. Where is it? Yes, yes, that's enough. Oh my God! I have had enough to hear with you. You, you think you can trust Dan Housen? Week in and week out, decimating these hard body super fools. No, you don't want to be cursed by Dan Housen. You will fight Dan Housen. and he just stepped in it. No respect from Hook to Danhausen. Shivani, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Christopher Ames.
Hello, everybody, and welcome. Uh, it's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's time for your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast about AEW Dynamite. It is time for the PWC Presents, the Wednesday Night Skirmish, also on the PW Hustle. Um, you're here with me, uh, Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. Um getting a lot of bullshit in the uh in the, in the late evening uh on this show but uh along with me uh my usual co-host he's on the road today but he's not letting that stop him jimmy t from australia jimmy how the fuck are you mate i'm good man i'm just on location looking for fucking dumbhausen dumbhausen well i you know let me know if you find him and since you're in the car maybe <laughs> just run him over <laughs> That's the plan, bro. That's the plan. But yes, I am on location. I'm just cruising around the mean streets of Melbourne at like quarter to three in the morning, dude. It is fucking late. But yeah, I'm on the road. Jesus. Yeah, I uh, I knew it was. I knew this was going to be a late one for you because it's like 11:41 in the uh, in the morning for me, and I'm like, huh, it's definitely not going to be a, a a good time for Jimmy. But hey, Jimmy makes things work for us. Hey. It's officially bullshit in the morning. That's for sure, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right. Well, um, let's get into the show. Let's get into Dynamite here. Um, they start us off with CM Punk versus uh, the more talented Rhodes Brothers. <laughs> I'm going to let that simmer. Um, <clears throat> Punk still gets a great reaction live. Um but uh, I, I don't know. The more that I'm watching this, the more I'm, the more it seems like uh, things are becoming kind of stale and formulaic. It seems like the first hour of Dynamite is always CM Punk, uh, Brian Danielson, John Moxley. Uh, it, it's the guys who we're actually interested in watching, or at least I'm actually interested in watching work. Um, and that's fine. I don't mind it. But it's like CM Punk, he comes out, he has a match, he waves to the crowd, he leaves. Um, and I know that they had a little bit of a thing here where they sort of got into, oh, maybe he's going to go for the belt at the end of this. But it just seems like he's sort of floundering a little bit. Do you feel that too, Jimmy, or is it just me? No, I do. And I just want to say, just quietly, this match sucked. It was very slow. Um yeah, I mean, listen, Dustin sells the knee well. Uh, he does it the whole match. Both guys do good things of the little things in between moves, right? They they, they both sell. They both let their offense uh, breathe. But it's almost like they were both doing it a little too much uh, in this match. There was too much waiting around going, oh, did, you, did the crowd see that? Are they reacting? Okay, let's wait a little bit longer, and then we'll go into the next thing. And I know that, you know... For me, that works better than I think it works for you. I, I don't mind letting it simmer, but sometimes, like in this match, I was like, okay, can we move on? Yeah, well, look, I don't mind the simmering part, right? But I don't know, man. I think Dustin, and yes, he's the more talented freaking runnels, but I also feel like he's done, dude. Like, he just can't pull it off like he used to, man, and... It is what it is. And plus, Punk is not the same that he used to be either. I'm sorry, I said it. It's true. No, I mean, I think that's right. I think neither one of these guys are who they were even 10 years ago, right? Um, oh, but, but um, 
here's something that I will say for sure. Um, nobody really was clamoring to see this match, right? You know, if, uh, if you've got a CM Punk match where him and his opponent are both letting their offense simmer and it's him against Brian Danielson, or it's him against John Moxley, it would feel way better than when he's in there against somebody who's been booked as, you know, a lower to mid card, um, talent in AEW in Dustin Rhodes, you know, him having a, a drag, a knockdown drag out match against this guy. It's hard to get into the same way you would if he was fighting somebody who you were really excited to see him face. I agree 100%, man. And on top of that, these idiots were, were doing this match like it was a dream match. Yeah. Every match is a dream match in AEW. Didn't you know that, Jimmy? Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Well, I fell asleep, Chris. There's your dream match. <laughs> I'm just you saying. had some dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I did have some dreams. And it definitely wasn't freaking the natural versus the best in the world. And I use that lightly. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that Paige Van Zant had a had a run in in your dream. Um, <laughs> she wasn't here on the uh, show. Shout out to Jeff Lippman. Yeah, shout outs to Lippman. All right. So one thing I wanted to point out, um, it was noticeable to me how classy and and how good the commentary was for this match. Um, it was heavy with Jr. explaining uh, why every everyone was doing what they were doing, right? And he was selling the story that Dustin, you know, talked to him earlier and said that he really believes he can win the match. Uh, talked about Punk being deserving of a title shot. He said, "Look, he's sixteen and one. If he's if that's not good enough to get you a title shot, he needs to fire his agent." Um, and I, I love when Jr. brings it back to that realism, right? And at one point, the crowd was chanting, "This is awesome! This is awesome!" Again, you know, you and I didn't think that the that the match was that great, but I did love Jr.'s line at that moment. He said, "Isn't it amazing that wrestling fans still like wrestling?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jr. He's man. amazing. He's just a national treasure. I, I he he needs to be protected at all costs. I love Jim Ross. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I think JR is one of the best things on Dynamite every week. I don't understand people's hate. I don't get it either. It's so weird. Like you and I will watch this show and everything that we say, okay, that was really dumb. You'll see online. Everybody's like, oh my God, that was the greatest thing of all time. You know, or like, we'll be like, wow, that was, you know, that selling was really shit. They need to work on that. And then you'll, you'll look online and it's, 400 people crying going it's still real to me damn it <laughs> man that's what you call AEW nufties <laughs> nufties i like that <laughs> um oh man yeah all right well it was an interesting finish here uh they 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 sort of pulled out the bulldog on brett um at SummerSlam, uh pin for the win for punk uh there's there's signs of respect back and forth from both guys punk does the belt thing um, prompting the rhinestone cowboy to make an entrance. The two, uh, they, it looked like they were going to kiss, but they didn't kiss. And then, and then both <laughs> yeah. of them left. Oh man. Uh, uh, I don't get it, dude. I mean, yeah, cool. Hangman came out just to fucking kiss CM Punk. But what was the point? Big fuck. Yeah. Do something, say something. Like, I mean, seriously, like I liked his, his facial, like he looked serious, whereas Punk looked like an idiot, in my opinion. But uh, 
I don't know, man. Is it the right time for Punk to actually beat Hangman Page? Because I don't think it is. As dumb I, as this is. Yeah. Because we've been saying week in, week out that Hangman shouldn't be the champion. But I don't think Punk has any momentum either. Yeah, no, I I I think that's a good I think that's a good point. I think that as much as I think in the overall picture, it would be better for Punk as it would be better with Punk as champ. But uh, yeah, right now, like I was just saying, you know, the problem with Punk is that he doesn't have anything he's doing. Nothing. He's not, he's not in any stories. He's not, he's not doing anything that would suggest, oh yeah, this is going to be the next guy for the belt. It, it, it looks a lot more like this is going to be the next guy who takes the buckshot and lays down, which I guess fine, but I don't know. It does feel like that, Chris. I mean, that's the feeling I'm getting, dude. And you know what, man? I'm okay with it. I don't mind Hangman beating friggin' Punk because, let's be honest, dude, other than Hangman Page right now, right, mm-hmm. who do you think is hot enough to actually get the title? Really? I don't think Hangman is hot enough for the title, um, but I honestly think that this might be an entire company's worth of guys who right. aren't hot enough to get the title. So then what do you do in this situation? How do you rectify it? You know what I'm saying? It, it is pretty crazy saying that, but it's true. I feel like, I really do feel like who the fuck is ready to take that belt off Hangman Page? Even though Hangman Page himself ain't the man either. That's why I'm hoping Kenny comes back, reclaim his damn belt, and that's it. I would have said Brian Danielson, but he's busy doing his freaking big black coxing, dude. So <laughs> he... he- but, oh man, listen, like two months ago, there were probably four guys who had enough momentum that you could have given them the belt uh, over Hangman, right. and they have cooled down every single one of them. Miro flat out disappeared. I don't know where he is. I, I don't Miro. know. Who the Miro, fuck is Miro? Yeah, he's just gone. He's just, he's disappeared into the fucking ether. It's like he went back to, it's like, it's like he literally became Russian and he's, he's off somewhere <laughs> in the Ukraine now. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. Getting towed by someone's tractor or something. I like. <laughs> it's true though, man. So, so Miro disappeared. Is- Miro disappeared. Punk got cooled right off after that thing with MJF. If they would have went into a, a program between him and hangman right after that MJF program, it could have worked. Um, Absolutely. Danielson. Uh, before he got involved with all of this nonsense with, with, uh, the, the Blackpool combat club. Because they're from Blackpool, Chris. Yeah. They're all from Blackpool, except all of them, except none of them are from Blackpool. Except for friggin' Regal. Yeah. But he's not really part of the stable. He's a, he's a, you know, whatever, uh, whatever the case, you know what I mean? (laughs) He's supposed to be the. The, what do you call it? The J.J. Dillon of the Blackpool Combat Club. The Black Pool of Darkness in Elevators. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's well, later. Uh, what's the thing with Black and AEW, dude? I, I don't get it. My my guess is that uh, is that TK is a real big Undertaker mark. That's the best <laughs> I can. Oh, boy. That's the best thought that I can come up with. Um, all right. So, yeah, I mean, there's a number of guys who are good enough wrestlers that they that they 
could be and maybe should be at some point AEW champion, but nobody right now because they've literally all been cooled off from where they were. Even MJF, for Christ's sake, dude. I feel like everyone is cold. Yep. It's like everybody in this company right now is ice cold. You know, if you would have, even if, you know, if, if like, so let's, let's look at somebody who they could have at least had a, had a run with as a challenger. Um, You could have even done like uh, up till, like up until this week, if you had given them three solid weeks of wins on TV, you could have at least had a, uh, a program with jungle boy. I I think that he was, he had one and one and one consistently. He had been booked strong, et cetera. You know, he's not the right guy, but you at least could have yeah. had something interesting where you're looking at him and going, well, yeah, I mean, he has been doing pretty good. If you had booked yeah. him consistently for about three weeks to win some singles matches. Well, I mean, he loses tonight and that's, so he's cooled down too. So like every, it seems like literally you look around that, that roster, every single person is less than they were two months ago and i know everybody's gonna go but they had good ratings but i don't care well well, well, what's the ratings dude under a million again i mean yeah like it's nine (laughs) nine eighty or something like that like i great great ratings dude great all right so wardlow enters the arena uh security meets him at the door apparently they're gonna have to escort him around the arena all night tonight and he has to be in handcuffs because AEW is childish nonsense. <laughs> yeah, it is childish and it's stupid, in my opinion, because why does he come out in handcuffs like he's some big bad guy? What's that fucking movie called, dude? Um, was it with the guy with Nicolas Cage? Con Air. It reminds me of fucking Con Air or some uh, shit yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. He's Cyrus the virus, for sure he is. Yeah, yeah, and we're not talking about the Cyrus the virus, um, uh, aka Don Callis from ECW, right? No, yeah, like the Cyrus I'm, the virus from the yeah, exactly, yeah. Right. I'm, so, I'm so basically, right. So he basically gets arrested by the cops, right? Whatever the fuck they were, security. That's what it looked like, not cops, right? Mm-hmm. And then he gets brought out like he's some big bad dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but really, it was silly. To me, it just makes me look dumb. Maybe it's just me. No, it is definitely not just you. Um, because it makes him look dumb. You're right. I mean, it's like, it, uh, they could have done this and it could have been good. Okay. If they would have said, okay, Absolutely. security has to be like legitimately small, small changes to this could have could have brought people back to the old Goldberg entrance. If you would have said, okay, security has to come with you because we don't trust you that you're not going to be, you know, that you're not going to go attack MJF. Okay, fine. Um, So if you would have lost the handcuffs and if you would have still let him come out to his music, it would have been a really cool entrance seeing him come out and do the pose and the security guards around him. And then during the, and then during the match, the security guards have to surround the ring so that he doesn't run out and go attack MJF. It's another cool, different visual, but the way that they did it, it's like you had a good idea and then you just took it way too fucking far and fucked it up. Exactly. Spot on, dude. That's exactly what they did. On top of that, he comes out in Jabba gear. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, That whole match was was nonsense. We'll get to that. Um, Blackpool Combat Club are out next. They 
literally all have separate entrances. Yeah, like, right. That's so dumb again. Can't we already get a fucking big black cock entrance fucking music by now? Yeah, I mean, just get something that sounds ominous and British. That's good enough. Like, <laughs> it doesn't have to be. Team. Yeah, because they're because they're because they're such a British team from Blackpool. Uh, so can we change their name from Brian Denison and John Moxley to John McMoxley and Brian McDanielson? Brian McDanielson. Well, first of all, if your name starts with Mick Macaro, you're Irish, not English. Oh, no, um, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I knew but, that. But okay, sorry, all you Scotsmen, you don't exist. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, exactly. They, they all have separate entrances, uh, and they're going to face Dante, Brock Anderson, and Lee Moriarty in a... Oh, in a boy. Can I just ask you something, Chris, here? Yeah. Where the fuck is Darius? Darius, where the fuck his name is? Whatever happened to Top Flight? They're not a thing again. J- Jimmy, can you, see my, can you see my screen right now? I can. Okay, I'm going to zoom in on this, and you tell me if you can see. What's my first question? <laughs> with Darius. With Where's Darius? Darius? Yeah. <laughs> what the <Whoa>. fuck? <laughs> where the fuck is he, Chris? And if not him, if he's not available, where the fuck is Lee Johnson? <laughs> oh, God, this company, man. It fucking makes me laugh, bro. Like, okay, if, if, if Brock Anderson or Lee Moriarty came out with Top Flight, that would make sense. Or right. if Brock Anderson, Lee Moriarty, and Lee Johnson came out, that would make sense. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like, it's like somebody said, oh, yeah, hey, uh, uh, D-Generation X is going to show up on this, week's, <laughs> on this week's episode. And then X-Pac, Road Dogg, and Scott Hall came out. <laughs> You're like, what? Well, but motherfuckers be like, but the click, the click. Yeah, fine, fine, but they're not all in Degeneration X. Like, they're not on the same team. Right. I know. You beats me, dude. This is what you call Booker of the Year shit, remember? Booker of the Year shit. Um, okay, other than my question and your question, which was apparently both of our first questions when we immediately saw this, where's Darius? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> other than that, commentary was completely comedic for this match. Um, I, I know that they're... Him. I know that they're trying to talk up Yuta, but I mean, Jimmy, <laughs> come on. Yuta, Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta, bro. At least he's got new friggin' spandex, except it's got blood all over it, Chris, because he's a bloody guy. That's why. This is fucking stupid, bro. It's... This is stupid. Wheeler Yuta is basically the professional wrestling version of Fetch. Stop trying to make it happen. Uh-huh. It's not going to happen. Or dare I say, a less charismatic version of Lance Storm. He's a significantly less charismatic version of Lance <laughs> yeah. Storm. He doesn't have the visual of a Lance Storm who looks like a big tough guy who could probably kick your ass in a wrestling match. Right. Wheeler Absolutely. Yuta is fine in the ring. I haven't noticed anything abhorrent about his work, but he's small. He's skinny. He overacts. He can't talk. This is not the guy to try to be building as as your your new killer that's gonna that's gonna be right up there with Danielson and fucking Mox. This is not yeah. that guy. 
I want to know whose fucking idea this shit was. If it was Regal's, okay, I'll fucking, I'll, I'll give it a chance. If it was TK's, then if I was Regal, I'd be like, get this fucking idiot out of my fucking group. Yeah, no, and the fucked up thing is that, let, listen, there's lots of guys on the roster who are young who I could believe in this position even. Like, absolutely. If, like, um, oh, wait, no, there isn't anybody that's young on the roster. <laughs> position. Never mind. Actually, is there anyone? I mean, fuck. At this point, you might as well have Punk in it. If you're going to have Dennis <laughs> and Moxley, right, then why have Yuta? Like, I don't get it. I get I, it in the sense that they're trying to elevate the kid. Okay. But as good as the work was, look, I'll give him credit, yeah? They've done well on Rampage to make you think he was going to be something, right? Except, what have they done since then? And even then, I don't believe it anymore. So, fucking. No. And I didn't believe it when they did it. When they, when they had that match, my reaction was like, okay. He kicked out of two paradigm shifts. He kicked out of two finishers from, like, from arguably the best world champion you've had as a company. Come on. Right. Come right, on. I agree. He bled, Chris. He was bleeding like a fucking stuffed pig, like yeah. uh, JR would say. Yeah, I get it. But, like, they listen, Stone Cold and Brett didn't have the match that they had. They didn't have the careers that they had because Stone Cold came into the company, did some silly shit with some fucking jobbers, and then all of a sudden bled, right. a, bled a gusher, you know, against against Bret Hart. They built to the story and then they told the story of why he had to bleed and why that was the only way that the match was going to end because he wasn't going to quit. It was a submission match, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There was all kinds of different reasons why that worked. You can't just take the one part of it, the visual part of it, and be like, see, we're recreating it. Now Wheeler Yuta is going to be a superstar. Superstar. Yeah, right. Honestly, I would prefer Lee Johnson in this position. At least he so physically looks a little bit bigger and tougher. <laughs> like, and he's bulked up. He's actually bulked up, dude. And I think he's actually got more personality than fucking Yuta does. Right. Yeah. I mean, Jeez, I mean, listen. And I know he's not young either, but Trent would have worked in this position too. Oh, oh man. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one, Chris. Because, excuse me. First of all, Trent has been in professional wrestling now for what? close to 20 years at least, right? Yep. And I remember Trent from his WWE days when he was signed in developmental, didn't get onto the main roster, but still, right? He's been trying. The problem with him, first of all, he reminds me of my friend, my friend Greg. So shout outs to Greg if he ever listens, right? What's up, Greg? And, um, what's up, Greg? And second of all, and I'm not saying my friend's got no personality, but this fucking guy has no personality, man. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, I mean that's true. That that's true. But at least he's physically imposing enough that you could at least kind of for me, anyway, I could at least kind of believe him trying to get tougher and you know do the whole thing with 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 the group. I, I just Wheeler Yuta just seems like a fish out of water. I don't understand. I'll, like I'll tell you what, Chris. At this point, if you're gonna have Yuta in this uh Blackpool Combat Club. What a laugh. Yeah, you might as well fucking get freaking Hans Swoggle in the fucking group. Heck, he's got more experience than fucking Yuta does. And he's got more personality. 
I like Hornswoggle. I'd, I'd take him <laughs> on TV, to be honest with you, as some kind of character. I honestly. Oh, can you imagine Swoggle in the Blackpool fucking combat club? Seriously. <laughs> that would be just awesome. He could just be like, yeah, I'm, it would be awesome if he just hung out and like, they were like, no, you're not in the fucking group. And he was like, and he was like, he was like, oh yeah, I'll show you. And then they, and then they had like videos of like, of like, they're in the, they're in the gym training together. And then you see like this little like mouse hole and it zooms in, zooms in, zooms in. And then there he is like looking around the mouse hole. Like I'm part of this. <laughs> hey dude, that would be amusing. I'm not going to lie. I actually think it would be funny. It'd be funny as hell. That'd be great. And Swoggle would go for it too. Cause he's a funny guy who gets, gets humor. Like he's uh, legitimately, he's, he's, he's good. He's a, he's a great dude. And you know what? I recommend everybody read his book. It is a great fucking book. I'm telling you now. Right on. Well, shout outs to Swoggle. Um, shout to Swoggle. Moriarty takes a hot tag. He gets way too much offense from Danielson. Um, uh, I'm used to that at this point. Here's a problem in uh, this match. In this match, there were three kip ups. Yeah, guys, right. Talk to each other about what you're going to do and what you're not <laughs> going to do in a match. Like you, you, <sighs> it's AEW, Chris. Then I fucking talk before their matches, man. Ugh. yeah. All right. Anyway, everyone's in the ring at the same time and the ref should be fired. Um, they're all doing their, they're all doing their real violent thing where Moxley's doing the downward elbows and, uh, and Danielson's doing the stomps and now Wheeler Yuta's, I guess those were punches. Um, the ref should be fired though. Honestly, you got everybody in the ring at the exact same time there. Everybody was setting up for their, for their moment so that they could get to the spot. Like the referee just has to be fired and we're going to get well, more into that tonight well i've got an idea chris if they don't want to have any fucking rules with referees especially in tag matches fuck it aw how about you be different and have every match be fucking bedlam just have a texas tornado type fucking tag match every week that way we don't even have, they don't have to even abide by the rules yeah that would be great because they're definitely not using the tag rules to build any kind of you know, suspense, which is what you're supposed to do with the right. rules. They're supposed Absolutely. to help you be a tool so that you can create with it. it. It's supposed to help you build story and build suspense and build heels and faces. You're supposed to see, oh, these guys are treacherous, whereas these guys are loyal. And this, this guy cares when his opponent is or when his tag team partner is getting beat up but you don't get any of that from from this company it's just oh yeah it's a it's a tag match which means there's going to be lots of people doing super kicks and backflips super kick party chris fuck me um <laughs> all right unbelievable Mo dude mox gets the pin and the win for the blackpool combat club and these guys are becoming less and less every week i just hope that someone in AEW is listening to this they're becoming lessened every week. Absolutely agree with you 100%, Chris. All right. Well, next up, the Bucks and Red Dragon are backstage with Adam Cole. Um, they're losers, Jimmy. Uh, Cole, Cole says they all lost, uh, but they can't be stopped, except for uh, last week when they all got stopped. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. 
They all got yeah. stopped, dude. They all got stopped, and there were a bunch of losers. And why are they, they all wearing black? I don't. I they should get. You know, they keep trying to get over this undisputed elite thing. I have a different one. How about the undisputed losers? <laughs> it's undisputed, Chris. How about undisputed losers? How about the loser elite? <laughs> the elite of the losers. I like it. How about WCW cruiserweights? <laughs> that, that ain't too far from the truth. Heck, you might as well call them New Japan junior heavyweights. <laughs> the junior elites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the junior elites. I'll give you a fun fact, Chris. They were all junior heavyweights in New Japan at one point. Every single one of them. Uh, Every single one of them. Honestly, they should they should call themselves the junior elites, and then like, and then you could have Hornswoggle show up and be like, "Hey, I'm I'm, I'm a junior <laughs> junior elite." <laughs> Man, we need Swoggle now. We need Swoggle. I just honestly, everything in AEW will be better with Swoggle. Where's Swoggle? <laughs> Where is he? Damn it! Never mind Miro. Where's Swoggle? Oh yeah, fuck Miro. Fuck Miro. Who's Miro? Who the uh, fuck is Miro? Yeah. Okay, so there's a video package here of Satnam Singe and uh, and oh, Samoa Joe. God. Satnam cringe. Satnam cringe. Satnam Singe. Satnam Satnam bling. Satnam Singh. That's that's the proper way to pronounce his name. I know that. Don't at me. Um, <laughs> this guy can't even fucking speak English. <laughs> Not a lick of it, bro. Fuck, man. <laughs> Not a lick. All you'd be like, ugh, ugh. he cuts a Dude, promo I'm... in Indian, which okay, but yeah, he can't you move. What he, said? he can't move. He's not physically imposing, other than he's tall and he can't speak. Yeah. What are they doing? I'll tell you what they're doing, Chris. They're doing big things, literally big things. And that's it. Big <laughs> things, big, big things. You know, speaking of big, um, two things. First of all, a couple of big things. One, they have the big show on contract. If they wanted to have a really big right. dude come in and face Samoa Joe, why not just do show? This guy can't work or talk. First of all, I hope. I know we're probably going to get a match between Satnam fucking cringe, singe, whatever the fuck, right? I know it's Satnam Singh. Don't kill me, folks, right? But fucking, and Samoa Joe, like, really? Like, I don't want to see that shit, Chris. I don't give a fuck about this match. All it does is put Samoa Joe down. If yeah. We're not going to get a two-second Kikina fucking clutch and over. It's it's a, it's going to be utterly disappointing, and it's it's going to be disappointing no matter what because the only thing that you can do is like the only thing that you can really do with this is is be like okay, uh, Joe wins, yay, Satnam Singh, you can fuck off now, um, which is disappointing because what was the point of bringing Satnam Singh in if you're just going to have him get fucking jobbed, or you have them go 15 minutes, which I mean again with a guy oh, as God, un, no. as Discoordinated. I'm, and I don't mean uncoordinated. I mean discoordinated. Uh, as Satnam uh, Singh is against Joe, you now lesser Joe again. You've you've already let you've already lessened CM Punk. 
Okay. He's less important now than he was before he got there. You lessened Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryanson. You've lessened John Moxley. You've like every single person you've lessened Eddie Kingston by having him involved in this stupid shit with Jericho. You, Every single person that starts to bloom in this company, they're just like, no, no, come on back down. Come on. No, we need you. We need you down here. We need you right down here in the, at this level where nobody gives a shit. And they're doing it already to Samoa Joe. And it pisses me off because Joe is one of these guys who I've been watching for years. Like I loved him in TNA. To me, he was, he was the guy in TNA where I was like, Man, I don't I don't understand how the WWE hasn't made this guy WWE champion already because this guy is a fucking star. Everything about Samoa Joe is star power personified. And they personified. just nobody seems to know what to do with him. Nobody. I don't get it. He's tell me a more believable guy in a way, in terms of fucking promos, in terms of in fucking ring, in terms of just badassery in general. There's not many. And Joe's one of those guys. And I've been a fan of his from Ring of Honor to TNA, back to Ring of Honor to WWE, and now fucking AEW. And fucking, I don't get it, dude. Joe is one of the best professional wrestlers on the planet, period. Yep. Yes, he is. Uh, And deserves better than this. Um, Anyway, speaking of big, uh, since we talked about the how big Satnam Singh is and how they have the big show on uh, on contract there's a big special announcement from tk who comes out oh god apparently the people didn't suck his dick enough when he came out because he he got the cheap pop he said he said oh thank you um thank you everybody thank you pittsburgh yeah Yeah. (laughs) give me my cheap pop yeah i love it what a fucking first first of all tk should be ashamed of himself by the way he was dressed compared to the new japan president i mean seriously how can the new japan who looked like a who looked like the president of a multi-million dollar company absolutely did right this is sad dude sad absolutely sad so this so-called event which i'm looking forward to don't get it twisted you know me i'm a big new japan fan right and the and the matchups are fucking absolutely endless but this is cheesy as fuck i was happy to see switchblade though King Switch himself, Jay White, yeah. finally back in AEW, right? But why was Adam Cole trying to build this crap up? And whose idea was it? I I don't know. I and I thought this was New Japan. How come he's facing Shishi? Shishi is thank you in, in in Mandarin. I don't I don't understand why he's facing Shishi. Um, what a stupid matchup! Ishii Tomohiro Ishii versus Adam Cole. And another 50-year-old Japanese guy is showing up. Like, another 50-year-old Japanese guy showing up again. Great. We keep getting this. And they're, and then Adam Cole's like, oh, yeah, well, here's here's the surprise. Here's Jay White, which would have been great if we hadn't seen him two weeks already in AEW and he hadn't done absolutely sweet fuck all the last two times he was there. Uh, yeah, exactly. What the fuck, dude? Like, seriously. Who cares who cares (laughs) who gives a fuck and who cares except i'm looking forward to it though man i am 
Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I like. Listen, you know, I like the in-ring stuff, and I do like some stuff out of New Japan. Uh, the vet sent me a link to watch the uh, the the main event of Hyper Battle the other day, and I was blown away by how good the match was. Like, completely really? blown away by the storytelling. Yeah, that was um, uh, Zack Saber Jr. and uh, Okada, right? Dude, they're both great freaking professional wrestlers, man. Fantastic storytelling in the match. Um, everything about that match was was great. I wish I would have seen a bunch of storytelling that led to it because goddamn was that a good wrestling match. And I'm sure that the matches will be fine other than there will be spots where people are standing around slapping each other for no fucking reason and looking like a bunch of goofs who just want to play Rochambeau but don't play Rochambeau with each other. Um, so whatever. Uh, but they're, they're, they're not going to build to anything. It'll just be, here's some athletics. Dun, da, da, da. That's it. Here's some athletics and that's exactly what it will be. Yep. So, and as far as Tommy hero, Ishii goes and Adam Cole couldn't care fucking less. Right. Like it's not a, it's, it's, I mean, I don't understand how they're going to have a good match. I like I've seen Ishii work. He he did a he had a match already in AEW, didn't he? He had a match against uh, Moxley like a year ago. Uh yeah, he did. He did absolutely did. Yeah, he was absolutely a big bald guy, did. right? Big strong big bald, bald guy. guy. I don't understand how he's going to have a match with Adam Cole other than eating him. <laughs> yeah, other than eating him, but that won't happen. The only thing about Ishii. Is that he's uh, four foot nothing. I know Adam Cole isn't tall himself, but uh, seriously, I mean, as tough as, and I've seen Ishii in, in person, yeah? I've mm-hmm. been right next to him. He is, whoa, th- sorry about that, Chris. No, he is right. absolutely tiny, man. Absolutely tiny, dude. Yep. Tiny. Teeny tiny. Teeny tiny. Tiny, tiny as. Um, still, He's gonna make Adam Cole look like a cruiserweight, which he already does. Yeah, he absolutely does. All right. Well, I think that Jimmy is back at his home, and we might be almost done our we we might be almost done our forty minute allotment <laughs> because we're going yeah. through three people in order to do this Zoom. So we will be back, and uh, and we'll finish the show when we come back. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, and I'll actually send you the link actually, Chris. So we'll be back from the break. See you in a All right. Wanna, wait, 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 wait. Before we go, just want to give a shout okay. out to Dee who helped us out tonight by doing this and having us on through her Zoom meetings and stuff like that. Dee's wonderful. Shout out to Dee. Shout out to Dee. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. See you on the other side. Peace. Recording in progress. God, I hate Zoom sometimes. <laughs> All right. Um, That's a good one. <laughs> we're back. We're, we're back. back. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we're, we're coming off of um, being super annoyed by the way that this company books uh, Samoa Joe. And um, we're going to keep going with being super annoyed with things that this company does. As uh, Jade and the baddies are backstage. <sighs> Seriously, why are we getting a fucking baddie section, which sounds childish, mind you? 
I mean, seriously. This is something I, your daughters would come up with at their age right now, Chris. It literally is. Although I, I honestly think that my daughters would just do a better job. Absolutely. Um, it wouldn't even be called the baddie section, Chris. Is, 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 um, this should be called the baddie segment, in my opinion. Is Yellow Snow a, a heel now? Because <laughs> I Red Velvet, you mean? <laughs> yeah, sure, that one too. Yellow uh, Snow. Is she a heel? Because I, I don't, don't I, I don't, I don't have a fucking clue, bro. I thought she was in a program with uh, what's that little Russian called again? Um, fucking hell, what's her name? Layla Hirsch. Layla Hirsch, right? Now I know she's injured. I get it, right? That's why I guess this shit is stopped. But for fuck's sake, you have Miro on the sidelines. Then put Red Velvet on the sidelines until fucking she's ready. I mean, at the end of the day, where's fucking the alien at right now in Chris Stantlander? I honestly, she just disappeared like so she many must, other people on this show. She must have gone back to Andromeda, Chris. Yeah, back to back to the Andromeda galaxy. She uh, she needs to go boop some people. Yep. Yep. She needs to go boop some people in the boop. I don't, in the boop. If you. You can you can put boop into such a dirty thing if you just put it in the right context, right? She, well, you she, know she's going back to Andromeda so she can boop some people in the boop. <laughs> that sounds sort of uh, you know, <clears throat> yeah, uh, that sounds like dirty. a ship pusher sort of. Uh, <laughs> Chris sounds like ship pushing going on there, bro. Yeah, she. Uh, well, I mean, she's an alien. Maybe she oh. has a, a phallus. <laughs> I guess she's a hermaphrodite then, right, Chris? Could be, wouldn't be the only one in that division. Moving on. <laughs> <clears throat> Literally. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. Yeah, moving on. Uh, the Butcher and Wardlow um, mm. have a match. MJF refuses to allow Warlo Wardlow any music. Um, I didn't know he was the owner. Yeah. No, he gets to decide everything. Um, they try to have a big Haas match, but I'm... Like, listen, a couple of weeks ago on Rampage, AEW put on a really good Haas match. They like, a really, like, I, I will say the match between um, Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs was, was really great. good. Absolutely. Was, it was a fantastic match of two big bulls pushing each other around a ring. Two mooses, um, I, th I believe you said. <laughs> Actually, right. Chris. So, That's yeah. exactly what happened. It was That's Chris right. Jericho who said mooses, even though it's not mooses, it's moose. Because Oh, yes, right. That's exactly right. <laughs> and you gave a whole spiel about that. You're right. That's right. Fuck off, Chris Jericho. You're from Fuck Winnipeg. Off, you should know this shit. I know. Fucking hell, Chris. And I'm not talking about our Chris. I'm talking about Jericho, Irvine, that Chris. God damn it. <laughs> um, Butcher needs to find another gear for his offense. Um I want to be careful with how I critique how he worked in this match because it looked like he was focusing on being safe, which, I mean, listen, he's only been in the business for what, like uh, two years, something like that. He's, he's relatively, he's relatively new. I'm not going to say he's young because he's, Wait, are, you not. are you talking about um, Butch? Butcher. I mean, Butch, Butcher. Yeah. Yeah. Butcher. Yeah. I think he's been in the business longer than two years, bro. Okay. Well, I mean, anyway, it looked like he was focusing a lot on being safe. He was, you know, like you can, you can tell when a guy is delivering a clothesline, but is, is thinking about like, Hey, deliver this, make it look okay. But like focus on not hurting the guy. That's fine. And that's good. And I don't, again, I don't want to criticize that too much, but when you're supposed to be the big badass, 
you've got to lay some shit in. Um, right. And he has been. I mean, think about his matches with Darby Allen, for example. And it was another right. match he had. Well, with the Hardys, even. With that stupid tornado tag match that happened about three weeks ago. My point is... I mean, that one, like, there was yeah. six of them. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. And that match, or those matches in particular, he was laying his shit in, bro. Like, I thought right. him and Darby Allen was a great match just because of all the potatoes that were getting fucking thrown in including fucking Darby who's laying him back in but in saying that I guess the reason why he was working safe is because of this let's face it Chris Warlow's like the million dollar baby right now you yep. know what I mean I guess someone in the back would have been like you hurt that guy and you're <laughs> see you later basically so yep. I thought he protected him a bit too much you're right and I think it could be the reason that I want to injure him before double or nothing right and I get that. And I do get that. But it's just if you're if you're going to be the monster, you've, you've got to lay your shit in and make it look like you're a menace because it it just came across too much like, OK, I, I need to make sure I don't hurt him, right. which that's not what it's supposed to look like. You're supposed to not hurt the guy. That is what <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to do. But the point is to make it look like you are. And again, it's nitpicky. Um, I don't I don't want to I don't want to rag on him too much for it because I, I mean, be safe like wrestlers should be safe you know Absolutely, like right. i'm sorry like i'm sorry i know i like i know you did you did the uh the episode with jeff uh last week but like that shit with suzuki and joe like that's nonsense oh uh-huh. i wanted i wanted to get your opinion on that actually i see you're i love the knowing you're what marking people be. up for no fucking like you're marking people up for the sake of marking people up it's just that's not what wrestling is right but you know what man if you went into the match knowing what to expect like i did you would love it just for the plain spectacle of these two. Do you know what I'm saying? I get it. I think you have to have, I think you have to have that respect for Suzuki in order to have had that reaction to that match or to any of Suzuki's matches that I've seen. Cause to me, he's not a good worker. He just, mm. he, he just hits people. He, he does. takes, he takes hits back and he makes silly faces. I, I don't know. Like I, I I'm not, Come I'm on. not saying, yeah, I'm not saying it's not worth anything. I'm just saying that for my value system as a wrestling fan, he's not it. I don't know, man. For me, I knew this was going to be this type of matchup and sure. You just got to, it was one of those matches that you just got to sit back and not think about all the bullshit that was happening. Like all the no selling, all the constant fucking slapping and all that shit. Right. If you go into it, looking at it like that, then you will enjoy it. But if you go into it going, or like if you look into it like the way we usually look at every other match, right? Mm-hmm. Then you're going to shit all over it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it is what it is, man. Personally, I marked out for that match. Right. It's one of those things where like, I, I don't know. Like I said, I watched that. I watched the main event of Hyper Battle and I didn't see a lot of you slap me and then I'll slap you and then we'll just stand here slapping each other for the next five minutes. I didn't see that in that main event, you know? Surprisingly. No, nah, well, look, it's Zack Sabre Jr., bro. That guy is the octopus, in my opinion, not Grisham. Sorry, Grish. But I'm going to say Zack Sabre Jr. because that guy knows every single submission hold under the fucking sun, bro. He's and how to apply it from every position. From every yeah, position. I mean, and I'll be honest, great match. when I first came across fucking Zack Sabre Jr., I didn't think much of him, man, because you look at him. You look at him and you think he's got no, like his body is a surfboard. He looks lanky and skinny. But then the more I was watching him, the more I got him, 
the more I started to enjoy him, man. And I think he's one of the best professional wrestlers on the planet. And I, and I say that in terms of in-ring work, not as a package, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, the look the look doesn't really fit it. But I mean, yeah, no. in the ring, he's great. That was a really, really fun main event. Um, Anyway, let's get back to AEW. Wardlow wins after multiple power bombs and security comes out to escort him back out of the arena. That's it. Dumb, dumb, and dumb. Like I said before, I was saying it before, it was stupid that he came out in handcuffs by security, no less. I didn't see no cops. Was there cops, bro? I don't know if it was cops or security or well, security it clearly stated supposed to look like cops. or It clearly stated AEW security. Okay. <laughs> like, it really did. So I guess security guards now can arrest motherfuckers. I guess. I'm- I mean, this is dumb again. If this was TK's idea, and if it was, he'll just blame someone else. Because, you know, TK, he don't take the rap for shit shit. No, no. If it if it was bad, it was someone else's idea. <laughs> I didn't do it. It was the oh, one-armed gosh. man. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I believe he threw Jerry Lynn under the bus. There's some sort of rumor where apparently it was Jerry Lynn that done the Santum Sing fucking shit, the lights out shit and all that. Whoever it was, it was dumb anyways. So Yeah, I mean... It was a bad idea, but bad anyway, idea. I don't I don't believe that TK didn't come up with it. TK is awful. Um, <laughs> anyway, Eddie Kingston, he's backstage. He challenges Daniel Garcia for next week when apparently everyone else from the Jericho Appreciation Society and LAX, I'm going to keep calling them LAX, fuck off, are yeah, not allowed too. in the arena. Yeah. Uh, why yeah. aren't they allowed in the, re- in the arena? I don't, why not just, I mean, why not just say they're barred from ringside? <laughs> you tell me man i don't get it you know they do storytelling apparently in the dark bro so i don't have a fucking clue and when i say the dark since darkness is the thing in aw i mean Dark, like they just darkity darkness darkity darkness man they just do shit without even showing you or telling you why they they exactly do that that is exactly what they do you know who didn't do that you know who made sure to tell you what he was doing made sure that he he was a great storyteller in the ring and out of it who's that owen fucking hart so let's move Absolutely. on to the tournament at, match and they're shitting on the owen hart to- tournament match i mean matches I, in I, my opinion. I don't understand why this didn't start with some kind of an announcement or something like they just started doing matches and being like yeah this is an owen hart tournament match oh wait they why? did they did have an announcement actually they did it wasn't it wasn't yeah it actually did they just showed a vignette that they're going to do an Owen Hart fucking yeah, tournament. Yeah, a vignette. That's what I mean, though. Like, not a vignette. Have Owen's wife come out oh, and be like, yeah. and, and have her on stage and be like, yeah, we're doing, we're, we're partnering with, uh, you know, the, the Owen Hart Foundation is partnering with AEW to have the Owen Hart Foundation tournament, um, you know, talk about her husband, et cetera. May, like, I think what would have been what would be like a really nice moment is if they could have got her and Brett on the same stage at the same time. Or even Oj and Athena. Yeah, yeah. Have his kids come out. Exactly. They're, they're, I don't know why they didn't make a bigger deal out of it. Maybe they're waiting for the finals, but I don't know. Yeah, look, to be fair, I'm, I'm assuming AEW would have asked her to do something like that unless they, they're planning to do it like what you said, maybe in the finals or some shit. Mm-hmm. But... um maybe she doesn't like i said maybe she doesn't actually want to appear on on a wrestling program i mean let's be honest chris 
she's pretty bitter about the wrestling business. Yeah, but then okay, have TK come out, and I don't, I don't suggest TK find somebody else, but have <laughs> TK or somebody else come out and announce like AEW is partnering. You know, we're we're so proud to to announce that we're partnering with the Owen Hart Foundation, and right. because of that, we're having this Owen Hart, you know, foundational tournament in order to, you know, give somebody this this trophy. You know, like people gave a shit about the Dusty Rhodes Classic because. They made a big deal out of the fact that they were doing a Dusty Roads classic. Right. AEW is just like AEW just is like, yeah, so uh, Owen Hart tournament match. Here we go. <laughs> well, that's AEW, bro. That's how they do shit. I fuck, I guess so. So it's Kyle O'Reilly versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Um I guess if you want to say the story of this match is that Perry's trying to do the high flying moves and O'Reilly's trying to keep him grounded. Um, and then this just turns into every other Jungle Boy match that's ever been a Jungle Boy match. Uh, well, yeah, you're right. And but you know what, man, the right man actually went over. I was actually hoping that O'Reilly would actually win, and to my surprise, even though that's what I was leaning towards, O'Reilly won. I was like, what the yep. fuck? He actually won. And you know what, dude? When Christian came out, I can now even more so than ever. He's starting to really show that that. That hillside, like he's going to turn. And let's be real. You and I have been saying this probably for a year now, right? That he's going to be turning hill. He's going to be turning hill. And the signs have been there on multiple occasions. But I think now, more so than ever, it looks like he's finally going to turn. I think he's going to be like, you guys are a bunch of losers. Like, seriously. I can well, see him doing Hopefully they lose that. the tag belts before he gets Well, done. yeah. First, they need to lose the tag belts. Right. I was going to say that. And I think they will. I'm thinking FTR should get him. Oh, that would be fantastic. Um, so, yeah, my problem with Jungle Boy at this point is the same problem I had with 90s Ric Flair. Every uh, match is the same match. If you've seen a Jungle Boy match, you've, Rick, seen, right. you've seen the Jungle Boy match. Well, it's not just a 90s Ric Flair match. It goes back to the 80s even too, bro. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. But, um, yeah, Jungle Boy is Jungle Boy, bro. I mean, what yeah, can I it's, say? Uh, no cells, topes, bouncing off the ropes, repeat. Yeah, I, it's a set. It's a set fucking process. You're right, dude. It's literally, if you've seen one Jungle Boy match, you've seen them all. Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, like you said, O'Reilly with some top rope offense, and he gets the pin. Jungle Boy frustrated with himself, and then Christian comes down and, and gives him a hug and consoles him. It's all right, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take you to get some Pizza Hut, and, and everything will be fine. <laughs> Because Christian's their dad. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Papa Christian Cage, bro. I mean, fuck. I mean, shit. That's why I can't wait for Christian to turn on these punks, bro. These fucking lizard guys. Whatever the fuck they are. Reptilians. Yeah. These these interesting characters here. Um, oh, these pillars man. of AEW. Oh, Well, Jeff brought up an interesting point a week ago or maybe a couple of weeks ago. He said... This is your future of professional wrestling. Jungle Boy, Hook. I can't remember the other two, but the point was, oh, what's his name? Fucking Yuda and one other fucking guy. I can't remember. But think, oh, in theory, and Austin Theory. Think about that for a second. Let that sink in. No. I'm just saying. No, no thank you. Austin I'll, Theory I'll to me has go got the most I'll just go back to watching potential. UFC. I've... Yeah. I mean, shit. I bet you that's where a lot of fans casual fans shall i say 
have gone to, bro, is the real deal. It is. That is what people have done. I mean, you know, we're we have we've we've got a plan right now. We're doing we're going to be doing like a a multiple part uh, podcast where we sort of break down about the different companies and what they need to do to improve. And a little, you know, I'll give you a little uh, preview. You know, I'm, I, you know, I'll be talking about the WWE, and one of the things that they need to do is renewed focus on the in-ring work week to right. week. I know that they still might have some decent matches on their pay-per-views, but their week-to-week product, the the I mean, honestly, the last time I remember watching a, a match on WWE that I thought, wow, that was really good, was so long ago that it was... It, I don't even remember the third guy. It was a triple threat match that included Cesaro and Tyson Kidd before really? they were attacked. That long ago? That long ago. That's the last wow. time I watched a WWE match on, on TV and went that was a really good fucking match like a really good match shit look i must admit their weekly shows are tough bro but their pay-per-views you generally always deliver in terms of in-ring work and that's fine but i'm like you want me to buy the pay-per-view you got to sell me right right? that's true too. right you know like when you're so like with the ufc for instance right I watch the UFC because I know I'm going to get to see some UFC fights. I'm going to get to see some mixed martial arts matches, right? right? That's what I'm that's what I'm tuning in to see. The rest of it is like, "Oh, cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that they did this package and, you know what I mean? Like they can sell me on a pay-per-view, but it's based on like I get to see some free stuff throughout the month, right? I get a few cards that are on television. Right. And I watch them and I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. I, I'm reminded of how much I love watching people get punched in the face or choked out. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a toxic male. I don't give a fuck. Kiss my ass. <laughs> but like, but so if the WWE wants me to buy the pay-per-view, they've got to, they've got to pull me in with some of the week to week product. They've got to give me a couple of good matches, a show. And I'm not saying they need 30 minute matches every fucking week. But give me a 12-minute match that's an actual good back-and-forth competition. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because these days on their weekly programs, dude, I kid you not, I don't know if it's a new trend that's going on in WWE, but their matches generally don't last over three minutes, it feels like, man. Every match is, like, quick. Right. Most of the time. Which is exactly what they did during the Attitude Era, which is why I was a WCW fan. So was I during the Attitude Era, yeah. Until about ninety nine. Watching, I don't give a fuck about watching Road Dog and Gold Dust hump each other for three minutes. <laughs> I I want to watch the cruiserweights. But, I want to watch Benoit and Jericho. Funny, they were literally humping each other, like well, humping everybody during that time. I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, let's do a doggy style, Chris. Yeah. What what yeah. sort of fucking impression does that give you? Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Touche. I like it. That was good. That was very good, Chris. Very well played. Thank you. Thank you. All right. MJF comes out next. He's proud to be a snake. Um, okay. The next match is going to be is going to be way harder. And uh, speaking of snakes, uh, he gives some money to Jake Roberts, who who talks for a bit and then keeps talking and. And then can he I, talks some more, and then I Lance mention? Archer literally interrupts and goes, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to take this money. I'm going to." Everybody dies. 
That's what he's... Can I just say something, dude? First of all. Go for it. I know it's not summertime just yet in your neck of the woods, bro. But Jake the fucking sweaty snake was very fucking... <laughs> he was freaking moisturized, bro. I mean, what was going on there, man? I mean, why he was sweating his nuts off from head to toe, felt like even his chest. What the fuck is he doing, bro? I don't know. He probably walked by Chris Jericho's like like room and then just smelled all the alcohol and he started sweating. <laughs> Apparently he's still sober. I don't know, man. I it's don't like, fuck, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Cause damn dude, I know it's not hot yet over there, man. I know it's still pretty chilly. Where what's what city were they in this time? Do you remember? Uh fuck. Cause I don't know. Oh, uh, Pittsburgh. They were in Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, Pittsburgh. I'm pretty sure Pittsburgh ain't fucking hot right now man it's not like boiling or anything no it's yeah. not like if they were in florida i'd, I'd right, that's well different. Florida. No. <laughs> cheers we both took a swig at the same time there you go. <laughs> that's funny but yeah you're right man i mean that is fucking weird but um it is what it is funny enough we've got the same colored freaking drink too dude what's going on there all right i don't mine is a fresca yeah well mine's jaritos again Haritos. <laughs> Haritos. Shout out to Haritos. Shout Hecho out to Haritos. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Vamos, Mexico. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Viva, viva. Um, <laughs> anyway, Jake Roberts, I kind of laughed because he was going on and on, and then and then you just had Lance just kind of like barrel in and be like, all right, shut the fuck up and give me my money. <laughs> yeah. um, I love Lance Sacha, but he's dead. Me- yeah, no, he's done. It, it was starting to remind me a little bit of uh, the Ultimate Warriors debut in WCW. Like, he's just oh. talking and, and then talking some more, and then he keeps talking, and you're like, bro, what? Shut the fuck up. Danny Maybe the Ultimate s- Warrior needed Lance Archer to just come in and be like, shut the fuck up already. <laughs> Everybody dies, and then just, just, <laughs> just fucks off. But the only difference between the Warrior promo and Jake, Warrior went on for a good 30 minutes, bro. I remember yeah, that no, like it was, it was yesterday. You know that's what I mean? Really bad. And at the time, I was excited, but shit. I was fucking like, man, this is going for way too long. I thought you were dead. <laughs> Remember that? Yep. Oh, I, I thought you were dead. Remember yeah. when he was showing up in the mirror and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> and he'd be like, ah. <laughs> 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 and Hogan, like a fucking, fucking idiot, would be like, oh, oh. Hulk, Terry, whatever you fucking call these days, don't do that again, please. Because no, that was bad acting. That was a whole. That was a whole bad thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> next up, speaking of bad, Hook comes out to crickets. Uh, oh, I disagree. See, a lot of people say this, man. I don't. I don't know if it's my sound system, but because it's weird because he did get a pop, dude. He got a pop in the match, but I found Ooh. that during the entrance, they're just. People were kind of like, golf clap. Yay. I don't know, man. I heard a little differently, bro. I don't know. I felt like he got a pretty... I thought, actually, I dare say, other than Britt Baker, he actually had the biggest pop, possibly. No, come on. CM Punk. I'm dead si- yeah. yeah, true, but it wasn't that like... Well, you know what I mean? There's other cities that are way louder for Punk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, all right. Anyway, uh, Hook beats up a local jobber. Danhausen can't curse him, so he challenges him to oh, a match. Danhausen got a pop. 
Yeah, Danhausen got a real pop. Which yeah, really when he fucking... said, "If if if I can't or if I can't uh, curse you, I'm going to fight you." And then <sighs> yeah, he got a good prop. I'm not gonna say he didn't. <laughs> he, he actually was, did. I was, it was sort of silly shit that I'm not fucking interested in. But that hook, he got a good pop. I'm gonna come in. If I can't kiss you, <laughs> I'm gonna beat you in the ring. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! I know I sound like the Aussie version of Danhausen, but fuck. That's all right. <laughs> I'll get you guys. <laughs> Dan has a Danhausen sounds like the Dutch version of Danhausen. So I. <laughs> well, Danhausen sounds very fucking Dutch or German. Yeah, no German, not no definitely, definitely not German. German. No, well, it sounds no, like no. Dan Housen. Nope, he's not German. I refuse to <laughs> accept him as a German. Have you seen him um, without makeup, dude? Yes. I'm I telling don't. you now, he's Darby Allen's twin brother, bro. Yeah, maybe. I'm they telling should, you now. Maybe that's what they should do with them. They should. Have I was saying tag team. I'm telling you, the Housens, bro. You can call them the House. That sounds like a TV series, even. The brothers <laughs> in paint. <laughs> Oh God! And Sting can be their manager. It's Stingerhausen. Stingerhausen. That's what you can call it. <laughs> he will face paint. I'm telling you, they're gonna do that <sighs> one day, bro. He's gonna come out with the Sting friggin' face paint and call it fucking Stingerhausen. They, but I think they should they should form a tag team and call themselves uh, the Blade Runners. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> Bladehausen, which you, which he'd be called for sure, right? Bladehausen, hundred <laughs> percent, right? We need to put on a bit more bulk, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know, a little bit, yeah, just a little bit, just a, just a tiny bit. So yeah, I'm down for Bladehausen. To look like fucking Warrior and Sting did in oh, the eighties, just like those two guys look like they would eat Danhausen literally before their morning Fuck. workout. Like, bro, how big were them two motherfuckers back then, bro, in the 80s? Oof. Shit. And they would have been green as fuck, so they would have been absolutely hurting everybody at the time. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been awesome. And oh, and man. they would have come into AEW and they would have been used as jobbers. They're, <laughs> they're both too big. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, you know what, what? What happens to big guys, Chris, in AEW? Yeah, we've seen it a number <laughs> of times. And I mean, shit. Who? Tell me, other than Wardlow, who is a big motherfucker that's actually like a big deal? No pun intended. Uh, I don't know. We can uh, we can definitely ask uh, Melissa Santos though. Ah, um, definitely we can. Yeah, because she'll, it she'll ain't know. Brian. It ain't fucking Brian Cage. That's for sure. No, it's not. Okay, um, so Frankie Kazarian's backstage. He's getting interviewed about the fact that he may get a shot at the TNT Championship because reasons. Um, gets interrupted by Scorpio Sky, who I thought, honestly, as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, Scorpio Sky is going to say something snotty to him or whatever. Surprisingly, he did it. Be, no, he's like, hey, man, listen, like, we go back. We go way back, brother. <laughs> and uh you know you've always been there for me and uh you know when i called you you know eight years ago and we formed scu it was the best thing i ever did and uh i just want you i know you want your shot at the tnt title but just wait just a little longer so that i can so that i can get that title back and i'll give you the shot and i'm like where's the what i'm like why why is scorpio sky a face 
What? Right, the and we'll get fuck? to that because clearly the men of the year are total faces right now, which I thought was the best segment of the night in every sense. For me, anyway. But but before we get to that, with Scorpio Sky, I was pissed that he actually lost the TNT Championship to Sammy Guevara. I felt like he was having, as 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 quick as it was and as short as it was, a decent TNT Championship run. I felt like it wasn't his time to lose just yet. For, for whatever reason, yep. Sammy fucking Guevara, or should I say Cody Rhodes? Because <clears throat> that's what he's become. Let's be honest, man. Him and Ty Conti have become Cody and Brandy of AEW yeah, right now, bro. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're the surrogates so that TK can can express his frustration with them. Yep. You reckon, do you think that's what the joke is, bro? Do you think that's what they're doing? They're actually doing that to give shit to Cody and Brandy in many ways. Oh, 100%. Or yeah, what are they what not smart this? enough? Right. That's the only logical conclusion you can come up with. But are they smart enough to actually think that far and think that deep, though? This isn't smart. No, th- this is not smart. Listen, like, okay, let, 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 me, let me go on and we'll, we'll explain. Well, right. Sort of- I mean that as a cliche because when I say smart, I'm talking about them, not Taya and, and um, Sammy. I mean smart that they would think like that because they don't think deep about anything. No, they don't. But I mean, here's the thing, right? I think TK's pissed. I think he's oh, really fucking. He's rattled, bro. Him. I'm telling you now, the fact that Cody's gone to WWE and the, all the fanfare, and I feel like the momentum has kind of switched over to WWE in many ways. I promise you, he got rattled by that, bro. I'm oh, yeah. telling you now, he's rattled. And, and he's, I think he's, I think he's doing a childish thing where he's literally putting a stand-in for Cody in his show, absolutely. and he's basically telling him, "Okay, you're." You're going to act like this. And he's maybe not saying it out loud, but this is just, I'm mad at Cody and I want to book, you know, Cody to be a jerk because he's a jerk. 100%. 100%. And that's why I make no mistakes about it. TK is fucking rattled, dude. 100%. 300%. And look, I mean, that's why he's doing these, he thinks he's doing pay-per-view like cards every week on Dynamite. Yeah, every fucking card is a pay-per-view quality. Like, first of all, your last pay-per-view sucked. So, ooh, ooh, interesting. No, I'm, I'm sorry, it was not a good show. It went on way too fucking long. The main event was fucking doofy and stupid, and like, no, well, it we, wasn't good. We did do a review show on that, so you can check it out right here on the PWC Network. We did. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess they're doing a double turn here as Scorpio Sky is is it like here's i don't know i'm just it's really frustrating just because um sammy guevara was failing as a face and he was like especially with the with the connection with ty conti it was completely falling flat as a face okay he's not a good face he's better as a heel just because he sucks as a face like that's no excuse to squander over a year's worth of really solid heel work from Scorpio Sky. I agree, man. I agree. He's but been you know, getting better and better. And yes. I, like, listen, like the the title reign hasn't been phenomenal to this point, but I'm liking. But I was liking what he was doing as a heel, right? Especially where he's given like little like little promos, right? Where Lambert's there, he says something. Ethan's there, he says something. Scorpio ends it, clicks his fingers, lights go out. I like it. I, I like it. It's not, it's not crazy. It's not, you know, it's not hard to follow, but it's good. It's good heel work. Right. I agree. So to me, it's like, 
man, if you wanted to turn Sammy heel again, fine. Have him lose the match to Scorpio Sky and then go off and be a pissed off heel because he's because he became a loser as a face. Fine. He didn't need to have the belt and you didn't need to take everything that Scorpio Sky and the men of the year and Dan Lambert had built, you know, solidly towards good, like really good heat. I agree. And just fuck it. I know it's weird, dude. It, it's true. So you reward him with a fucking TNT championship. I mean, fuck it. He only did that just to get at Cody anyway, dude, because now he's equal with Cody as your three-time TNT champion, right? So yeah, that's what it is, dude. I'm telling you. So, And if I was Sammy, I'd be pissed, like straight up. I'd be like, what the fuck? But then again, he's probably too dumb to realize that they're doing that to him, bro. But he's hopefully, a child. Well, and shout-outs to Big Ray Hernandez, by the way. Did you see his uh, little meme that he did online to, and he sent it to, to Sammy Guevara? No. Oh, dude. Did you see that picture going around where Sammy Guevara's got a big carrot and he's going like this to Taya Conti? Like he's he's trying to stab her with it? Yeah. Well, he added Pam, his ex, <laughs> his ex uh, fiance. You know, when when he asked. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. I and saw And she's this. like this. She's uh -huh. like, ah. Oh. Well, anyway, he sent it to Sammy Guevara on Twitter and Sammy obviously blocked Sammy him. Sammy blocked him. Uh -huh. Right. Which is fucking hilarious, man. So shout out to Big Ray. We miss you, bro. <laughs> Hurry up and get back on the skirmish. But that was gold, man. Fuck yeah. That was funny. Um, shout outs to Big Ray Hernandez, who is just always funny. And Absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't like this segment was a good segment. Don't get me wrong. Okay. So I love Sammy Guevara is a <laughs> good shithead heel. He's good at that, right? That that's actually the right use for him. I think that Taya actually I think that Ty Conti actually add something to that character I, like really i legitimately no, really yeah think that, no like them two being kind of the douchebag couple works it's great it actually and does scorpio sky is a good face okay he's a, he's a solid he's a solid face i agree with like 90 percent of what dan lambert says anyway so he's fine for me as a face but right. i don't know how that's going to go long term ethan page Holy fuck, was he good in this segment? Oh, fuck, Did he was ever he come great. off as a superstar? He right? was fucking great, dude. I want to hate Ethan Page because I'm Greek and he's <laughs> like a, a Yugoslav Macedonian, shall I say? Look, we, we're rivals, right? I get um, it. right, but man, he's fucking starting to really, really, really impress me, man. And seriously, dude, I think this guy is ready to get a bigger push. He's so good on the fucking mic, bro. I mean, you yep. believe what he's saying, dude. I mean, he looks so believable. He looks like he means it. He looks like a million bucks, let's be honest, right? Yep. I mean, shit, man. Right now, he's criminally underrated on that roster, dude. I would agree with literally everything that you just said. Criminally underrated. Criminally, bro. Criminally. I know he's Canadian, but fuck. Maybe that's why he's so good, bro. I mean, Canadians that's, are that's great professional wrestlers. That's exactly why he's so good. It's because he's Canadian. Uh <laughs> I'm just saying, hey, look, I'm Australian, right? But hey, look, give it let's give let's give our comeuppance to Canada here, man. They produce quality pro wrestlers in every sense. You know what I yes, mean? They so do. It is what it is. Sorry, America, but it's true. 
They do. No, really. Like Canada is the size population wise of like a large U.S. state. It's 30 million people, right? So right. It's well, same. it's similar here. Like it's 28 million people over here in Australia. And we're on a big fucking pizza land too. So not as right. big as Canada. California though. has 30 million people, right? Right. Yeah, so exactly. compare the number of great professional wrestlers from California with the number of great professional wrestlers from Canada. Canada right. is 30 million only. They shouldn't have professional wrestling. Right. And that's the thing, out of 30 million to 350 million in America, right, or thereabouts, technically Canada shouldn't be producing as many great professional wrestlers compared to the States. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, with Canada, it's quality over quantity, whereas in the States, it's the other way around, unfortunately. Yes. Well, I'm going to show my Canadian ease right here and say to that, fucking A. Um (laughs) Yeah, this was bad business. Like I said, you you took a successful heel group and you turned them face, not because they needed to turn face or because you think you can get more money out of them as faces, but because the guy who was supposed to be the face is failing as a face and you need him to be a heel now. Right. That's bad business. Bad business, dude. That's actually bad for business, as Triple H would say. It really is. Next week will be a ladder match for the TNT Championship. Because we're having ladder matches for the sake of ladder matches. Jesus Christ. Didn't we already have one not long ago? Cody and Sammy? Yep. So Sammy is Shawn Michaels in AEW, basically. Except that Shawn Michaels in his entire career had like 10 ladder matches. I think I've already seen like seven of them from this fucking guy. I know. Right. So, you know, Shawn Michaels was Mr. WrestleMania. This cocksucker over here named Sammy Guevara is Mr. Fucking Ladder Match in AEW, I guess. I mean, whatever. You might as well call him Mr. TNT. Yeah. Honestly, Mr. TNA, Mr. X Division, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Ultimate X. Um, <laughs> he again, would be great in Ultimate X. He'd be great. Listen, I want to say to every, like, to, to anybody listening to this and thinking that I'm shitting on the performers, <coughs> not one of the performers did anything wrong in this segment. No. And it was actually really fun to watch. It was. Because it, every single one of them hit it out of the park, including Lambert, who only talked for a few Lambert minutes. killed it too, bro. He and did. Ty Conti, who literally said one thing. Like, she was great. in the, She's great as this ditzy shithead heel. Like, I love it. It's it, she, she does a good job. This segment was really good, and it was completely wrong. Because it shouldn't have been the way it is. Like, uh, obviously, we've had a, officially a double turn here, right? Yeah. Officially. Like, so now we've got Dan Lambert and Men of the Year being your fucking baby faces. And Sammy Guevara now and Ty Conte, I guess, are officially heels, right? But look, I can understand. The, the problem is with Dan Lambert, and he's fucking good on the mic. No doubt about it. Problem is, the shit he says, everyone kind of agrees with. So in the end, how the fuck are you supposed to boo the guy? I honestly, to me, he's the stand-in for... uh, Sorry, excuse me. He's, he's, to me, he's the stand-in for Cornette. He is, in many ways. Fucking, that's a good comparison. It's true. They hear what Cornette's saying, and they say, Lambert, we want you to say this. Lambert is a fucking wrestling historian himself too, believe it or not, which also yep. is Cornette, funny enough. Right, so, right. I and mean, most yeah. people who are wrestling historians look at a lot of the shit that's going on in AEW and just roll their eyes. Okay, we'll get to the main event. 
You know what? He's doing what Cornette was doing in 1997, man. I don't know if anyone remembers this. I'm sure there'll be a few of our listeners, but back in the in the Monday Night War era, Cornette would go on Raw and have this Cornette um, sort of uh, segment, right? I forgot what it was called, though, man. It was probably Cornette something, right? But anyway, he'd be talking about the state of professional wrestling at that time, right? And he'd be talking about both WCW and WWE on right. WWE television, on Raw. And he'd shit all over so much shit which in many ways was right, now that I look yep. back on it, right? Mm-hmm. This is exactly what Dan Lambert is doing. The exact same thing. So if you, if anyone looks back, someone type Cornette Raw segment, right? I'm telling you, it will come up. You'll totally understand if you watch it. Right on. Well, yeah. So anyway, just wanted to point that out. Uh, the performers were all great in this segment. The booking of it is so dumb. Uh, right. Moving on here. Moving on here, uh, you know, shit gets serious, Jimmy, because the dark house of blackened thrones of blinded eyes and shrimps on the Barbie kind of <laughs> promo about Icarus or some shit. I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I blacked out during this black pro uh, segment. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to. It's easy I don't to even know what they said. It. What the fuck did they say, bro? The darkness is coming for all of us and the you've been blinded and. Icarus flew too close really? to the sun, so the sun will be darkened. Well, over here, it's getting smoky. Hey, smoky. That's the I blackness, mean, dude. Can you see it? Uh, yeah. I mean, just keep just keep up with that, right? And don't uh-huh. don't don't shift over to, to TK's method and start doing cocaine, all right? No thanks. I, I'm not a fan of that. Think because then you'll think that the dark house of blackened thrones of blinded eyes of darkness and dark days and dark doors and dark stairs is cool. Because it's I'll, not cool. I will stick to the weed. Thank you. Yeah. Stick to the weed and eat your Cheetos. Uh, <laughs> I love Cheetos, bro. <laughs> fucking A. Um, <laughs> and I don't care what anyone says. I love the hot Cheetos, man. Yeah, hot Cheetos are great. They're great. People don't like hot Cheetos? Yeah, there's motherfuckers out there that don't like the hot Cheetos, bro. Can you believe well, that shit? Fucking, I love no, it. They're, they're awful. Okay, um, <laughs> so uh, another Owen Hart tournament match here is uh, Kamala Harris, uh, the <laughs> vice president of the United States, takes on Britt Baker. <laughs> uh, DMD. Get it right, bro. Come on. <laughs> DMD versus the VP. <laughs> the VP, Kamala herself. Kamala Harris. Uh, Kamala Daniels. Harris. Sorry, yeah. Daniels. Um, pretty <laughs> much a prolonged squash match as the dentist beats the vice president. Um, back from... Uh, back from We get back from break. Uh, the VP is cheating using a weapon. She's literally choking Britt Baker with the, with the towel. Yeah. And the ref doesn't disqualify her again. Like AEW literally needs to fire all the refs. Just fire them all. They're not doing their job. Fire like hire new refs. And I know that the reality is that they're being told to do this. They probably but- are because they're self-aware, dude. They they're very aware of what people are saying online. Believe me, they know this. It's just so dumb. Anyway, Baker puts on the Steelers glove because she's from Pittsburgh and she's in Pittsburgh. And, or, and what sorry, did Brit Hart call it? 
what did Bret Hart call who? Britt Baker? No, Pittsburgh back in the day. Oh yeah, the uh, the spot where you'd put the enema if you were giving it a. That's right. That's Pittsburgh, folks. <laughs> yep, the Steel City. Uh, she <laughs> wins after putting on the Steelers glove and locking in the lockjaw. She cuts a promo saying the women's division is a disaster without her. It's kind of a disaster with her. She um, wasn't lying though, bro. I mean, it was a disaster without her, and it's still a disaster with her. So, and that's not saying that we think Brie Baker's crap because she's not, but. Nope. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. She cuts down Ruby, Storm, and Cargill. Um, I agree with Why, everything though? she said in this promo. Yeah, I don't. She so she went after two faces and a heel. I don't. Why? That's what I want to know, man. Why? Why? So now she's going to be going after Cargill. Are we going to have a unification match for the TBS Championship and the AEW World's Women? Oh no, sorry, she's not even champion. So I guess she's going for the TBS Championship in the near future i assume maybe i don't know i don't think anybody knows what's going what's coming next in aew i legitimately think that tony khan writes this the night before while like snorting six or yeah. seven lines I was and fucking some hookers like i literally <laughs> think that's that's a, that's what happens well he must be fucking on some fucking good shit because the guy seems to not realize that he doesn't know how to actually do story arcs yeah <laughs> like legitly doesn't know how yes. to connect shit properly but yeah like then an again arc, an arc is where it goes up and then comes down like right levels to it right he knows how to shoot story um uh beginnings dots like, right he knows dots. how to shoot story dots but it's everywhere it's like he's on lsd bro you know when they do those um remember that documentary back in the day bro where they would have spiders on lsd or on weed mm -hmm. and and the way they do their webs and shit Yep, and it's all fucked up and crazy. Right. Well, that's TK. Yep, exactly. That is that is TK, um, and that was this promo. So I don't know. Don't don't go watch it. It's not worth your time. Um, there's there's a video package next between Serena Deeb and uh, Hikaru Shida. Are they uh, new? Are they both new? Because they must be. Shida wow. literally says, "How long are we doing this?" And I just thought, <laughs> yes, good question. It's a fucking great question, Chris. How long are we doing this shit for? How long are we doing this shit Mind for? you, there hasn't been anything going on on television other than one time. Y yeah. Which is their I restart mean, to this bullshit. Exactly. But it's like, okay, yeah, hey, we're, we're, do we're, do we're doing this and we're going to restart it. And then four weeks later, we got a like, vignette. By the way. This is still a thing that happens. Yeah. Jimmy crack corn, Chris. Well, yep. we don't and care. I don't care. That's right. Exactly. Big fucking Zach. And it's They're a shame have too. a Philly street fight. And dude, I like how many times have we have, have we on this show been like, God damn, I love Serena Deeb. Absolutely. She's so good. But like I said, it's a shame, but this is not their fault. It's fucking the AW and TK's fault. Yep, 100%. Um, okay, so let's get to the main event. Uh, Yippee. Jesus Christ, Jimmy. I, I don't even know where to where to fucking start with this. This was fucking shithouse, bro. Shithousen. <laughs> I would have preferred Danhausen to this. To <laughs> I'm not going to lie, so would I. This was cringe all the way. I felt bad for Andrade, bro. 
I feel I consistently feel bad for Andrade. Like, first of all, I mean, the the lady that the lady that he's sleeping with looks like D Snyder. Like, <laughs> it's gross. Uh, I know, man. I, I, Charlotte, man. First of all, man, I wouldn't be able to fucking get Ric Flair's fucking head out of my fucking head while screwing her. Seriously, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it would fucking really play up on me, bro. It really would. It would. Ugh. Second of all, she's yeah, she's sure. Shout out to RBV. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, RBV can have her. You can have Cha Cha, bro. Please. You can- he can have her and keep her and <laughs> and never ever let her let her go. Ugh, um, yuck! Because because if she comes on my lawn, I'm just shooting her. Um, <laughs> no. I'm just gonna put her down. Um, oh, I'm gonna put her out of her misery. She needs a kick to the hit. No, no, I'm only joking. Jeez. Yeah, no, but but, seri- but seriously though, right. I'm not gonna take it. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> oh boy! So this match between Andrade and Darby is a coffin match that never becomes a match. It's just a bunch of fucking around. And what's up um, with Jose, bro? I don't know. I, I think he needs to form a tag team with Hose B. <laughs> what's and, up with uh, him? He's a wrestler now, dude. Is that his name, Jose? I think it is. Yeah, it's Jose. But, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it, What's up with him? I don't know. What's up with the Blade? I don't know. What's up with uh sting he likes to jump oh off yeah of stuff now. oh yeah we'll get to that part what the fuck bro again it, this whole match is just an excuse for it's literally just an excuse to show sting jumping off a balcony again and, and to show sting in a sting mask <laughs> he yeah he did this like uh, that was back in WCW, ago. and he did this like 20 years ago so why the fuck would i care Sting no sells a chair shot every time now, which is fucking annoying. And that what? looked like it hit him on the back of the head a little bit, dude. And why are we doing this with Sting? Why is this the best use of Sting? Because it's like Sting! to me, this is exactly why people are like, oh, why doesn't Bret Hart? Because if they did, they'd be like, hey, Bret, what do you think about uh, taking a bump off the top of a ladder for us through some tables? That'd be <laughs> cool, Bret. He'd be like, no. that don't work for me, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Because Brett is a smarter person than Sting is. He, you would never see Hogan even in that position, bro. Straight up, never. Oh. Um, this isn't. There's no match here. It's just stunts strung together for the sake of stunts. Stunts. Um, and I still legitimately don't know why these guys are feuding. <laughs> I don't why, know. Why either. don't they like each other? Why don't they like each there other? There has been no time ever in any segment that these idiots have had, and I like both of them. Don't get me wrong. That they've ever like that ever they've never fucking said to each other, "I don't like you because of A" or "I don't like you because of B." They just I don't know, bro. You know what the excuse TK will turn around and say? It's professional wrestling, man. There doesn't have to be a reason why they don't like each other. Sorry, TK. There needs to be a reason, bruh. Yeah, there really does. Um, Darby wins the match in an extremely uninteresting way. Like, he just falls on top of the lid. And, <clears throat> and that's, yeah. that's the way he wins. Um, 50-50 booking, which was something that we were told we weren't going to get with AEW because Andrade won the last time they had a match. 
Yep. So 50-50 booking. Uh, and then Sting, you know, Sting helps him up and he's going to take him out for some prime rib afterwards because <laughs> Grandpa needs to have a talk with you, son. Um, uh, nice the Hardys show talk. up to do a delete chant on the apron. That was and that's weird. the end of the show. Thank fucking God it's over. <laughs> I agree. The end part with fucking um, with, with the Hardy boys. Yo. <laughs> okay. No, yo, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, it was fucking weird with the Hardy Boys, bro. Just in the game, delete, delete, delete. Like, delete this fucking show right now. Yes. Aggressively, yes. Delete <laughs> the whole show. I wish someone would have deleted it before I watched it. It was oh, no. bad. It was aggressively bad. The first, ha- the first hour of this show was meh. Meh. Like, Literally, meh just meh the, the cm like cm punk versus versus dustin Rhodes. they put on a decent wrestling match but it was, was mid bro. commentary it was mid and nobody's clamoring to see it was it's nobody's fucking dream match for fuck's sake <laughs> nobody's i told you i was fucking sleeping bro i was dreaming literally yeah you were you were thinking about Paige van zandt and i had to watch the goddamn wrestling match um and then everything Boy. with Everything with the Blackpool Combat Club and the and the blackened throne of dark elevators and whatever the fuck. Like, all of this shit is just lame. It's stupid. It's not going anywhere, and it's not interesting. Or they're pushing the wrong fucking people in the wrong fucking positions. Wheeler Yuta will not become a star. He won't. I'm calling it right now. He will not become a star. Ugh. You're right, but since he's in AEW and he's part of the Blackpool Combat Club, say that fucking three times real fast. But anyway, <laughs> he probably will still be getting the push and the rub, dude, except hopefully he gets rubbed on out of there, bro. Yeah, definitely needs a rubbing out. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I So this was a, it was a bad show. It, like, it, was. it was boring and then it was stupid. Like this main event was so dumb. It, it's and it's transparent at this point. It's like you knew they weren't going to do anything good with this. I agree. I agree. And it's a, it's disappointing because I've kind of enjoyed the last few weeks, right? But then this week was a stinker, bro. Like, and that's why I asked you off the air. I go, is it just me or does this show suck? Because I'm thinking yep. maybe it's just me. It's my mood or whatever. Like, but. I guess it, nope. it really did suck. Yeah. Weird. Awful. Um, so, yeah, that's going to do it for the show. And um, God damn it, AEW, you need to do better next time because this this was just rough. Uh, and switch it up. You know, next week yeah. have your nonsense on the first hour and, and have a good solid main event or something like that. That would be, that would be fun. Well, know? since they've got a pay-per-view now announced out of the blue... <laughs> with the new japan fucking thing i assume we're gonna have a build now because it's only in june bro it's not that far away so i guess we're gonna have a build now towards the forbidden door exactly one of those matches will have any story on tv and nothing else will be a storyline it'll just be wouldn't it be cool if this guy from japan <laughs> fuck this guy from AEW. Oh. And I've got news, bro. Thank you for actually reminding me about Japan because I've got news. 
as we were setting up for our final segment that we're about to end right now, I was as I went onto Facebook, I noticed someone posted a news tidbit about Kazuchka Okada. Right, and get this, bro. <laughs> There's a big chance that he possibly won't be able to make the Forbidden Door event because it's his wife's birthday on the day. It's his wife's birthday. <laughs> his wife's fucking birthday. Yeah. Can't make the show, guys. Can't make this big show that you're trying to make into the biggest show of the year. My wife was born on that day 30 years ago or whatever. Yeah, whatever they are. Right, but you know what, man? Why I'm don't hoping... you just celebrate? Why don't you just celebrate the next day? Right, but apparently fucking Mrs. Okada can't be doing that. So we'll see what happens. But I'm hoping Kenny will be available by that point at the very least. That's the dumbest thing I've heard in a long time. Uh, and I just watched this episode of AEW, so it's really dumb. Um, dumb, Jimmy, dumb, dumb. Where can the people find you? Well, they can find me right here on the pwcnetwork.podbean.com. Please like and subscribe there. Also, you can find me or follow me on Twitter at DJ Mass Effects and at the PWC Network. And also like and subscribe at the pwhustlenetworks.podbean.com, where you also find the skirmish right there as well as the pwc network sweet and you can find me nowhere because i don't want any more friends <laughs> yeah. um no you can find me obviously on this podcast on most things with the pwc um uh, you can find me on rampage uncaged where i'm also oh, yes awesome and <laughs> i forgot yeah I forgot. yeah that's that's the other one um that's a good show too go ahead and listen to that but uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this week. And uh, we'll see you all, or I guess we won't see you all. You'll hear us next week. Uh, well, actually, Chris, before we do end it, they will be seeing us this Friday for Uncaged on channelattitude.com, brought to you by Hamming right. Media Network. So they will be right. seeing us before next week, bro. Come on. Right. Sorry, I... I, <laughs> I completely screwed that up it's almost it's almost like this whole ending has been written by tk it hasn't been smooth at all uh it has trust me see you on friday and see you next week see ya
first time ever meeting between the natural Dustin Rhodes and CM Punk unfolding before our eyes. Oh, Punk! His left leg still problematic. That's the focus of CM Punk. Great veteran. As Excalibur mentioned earlier, CM Punk's got a 16-1 record right now in AEW. And if that's not good enough to get a title opportunity, he needs to get a better agent. And imagine if Punk were able to pick up a victory over one of the all-time greats, Dustin Rhodes, here tonight. Oh! But Dustin, you know, is not gonna go softly. Fighting with everything he has, driving Punk into the turnbuckle. Right on the flat part, the hard part, the unyielding part of the, called the ring apron. Punk stunned by that, and Dustin Rhodes using this as a moment to collect himself, to get his bearings. It's hard to believe that as many years as both these men have competed, as many matches as they've had, that they've never wrestled each other one-on-one. Yeah, that, that's, on one. that's right, that, they, they, they certainly wrestled a long, long career, both men in the same company, same league, if you will, but never before together. It'll be fun to see a hook a debut here tonight. New, new TNT champ, Sammy Guevara is here. Yeah, if you saw Battle of the Belts 2 this past Saturday night, Sammy Guevara defeating Scorpio Sky. Hard kick, strength of that to thigh muscle. Better known in and then our main event class as the quadricep for Morris. The coffin match, Andrade El Idolo and Darby Allen. That coffin match, so treacherous. Yeah, man. Put your opponent in the coffin and close the top. Is how you win it. But Dustin Rhodes, come on. fighting back here, man. Yeah, flurry of offense from the natural punk now. He's reaching down into the bottom of the pan and finally finding out if there's any meat left. Those clean shots on CM Punk are going to take their toll. Right hands raining down on Punk. Look at look at Punk slumping. He's in trouble here. Slumping down on the middle turnbuckle. Oh, look at that, Dustin, when he jumped down from the, the middle rope, his left knee once again gave out. Now, we do not have to reiterate that uh, Dustin's left knee is extremely problematic at this point in time. We'll hopefully the referee will keep a close look on it. I'm sure that he will as a final official. Well, that early strategy for Punk is paying off right now that he applied. And he really had Punk in a bad way, but the strategy back. Oh, oh my God. Dustin, very simple evasion. And now the code red. One, two, no. That's close. That is so close. And coming down for the three count from Paul Turner, the referee. Tony, that code red is just one of the new techniques we've seen Dustin Rhodes add to his arsenal since he started competing here in AEW. Yeah, a lot of people can try the code red. Dustin has it almost worked to perfection. Love how Punk used both legs against the side of Dustin's head to escape that pinning combination. Both knees against the side of the head. One thing about these two guys, they have the common pride. They're both very prideful. They're both proud to be in the wrestling business. Punk? Thinking GTS once again, but Dustin Rhodes to the midsection. and there's the uppercut. And the power slam! The cover, far leg is up, here we go! Extremely close kick out for CM Punk. And Dustin shaking his head like I don't have a lot left in my tank. Yeah, we'll see, man. He's trying, look, he's, he's trying to just 
He's talking to himself. Pulling himself up. Just trying to will himself through the pain in that knee. He's got to keep that leg moving or he's going to stiffen it up for him. He doesn't want that. That's a good call. Uh-oh. Dustin. Maybe thinking cross. No. Punk. The kick just drops to his back. Very effective. Oh, the chop block. Man, that is a deadly maneuver at this, this time of the, of the game. Perfect execution by Punk. Punk now looking for the figure four leg lock and finds it in the center of the ring. Of all the pressure that he has put on that knee as Punk has in this match, this may be... Covers. This may be the final salvo right here. This may do it. Dustin's got to figure a way out to not only counter this maneuver, but to immediately create some offense. JR, though, how, how frustrating for Dustin Rhodes were he to be defeated? Oh, cover again, or pinfall. Ooh. Very nearly. If Dustin were defeated by the figure four leg lock here tonight. It'd be heartbreaking. It'd be heartbreaking. Dustin really believes, I talked to him earlier today, that he's going to win this match. Even though I said earlier, he's not supposed to. Well, you got to believe. That's right. Yeah, right, you do. Or oh, you shouldn't be in the ring. Right. Oh, look at that. Dustin. Damn. Using the chops to the side of the head, and now can he turn this over on Punk? Reversing all that pressure onto the knees of CM Punk. Punk is immediately trying to scoop to the ropes, too. Oh, but Punk, you saw he got his shoulder back underneath him. Yeah, good, good call and a great counter by Punk. And Dustin now turns the corner. Now becomes a version of an Indian death lock, I'm told. Grabbing the bottom rope, puts Punk out of bounds. The referee's got a break. He has no choice. Paul Turner just trying to separate the knees of both men. And Punk now pulling himself underneath the bottom rope out to the apron, trying to get some respite. And a hell of a wrestling match, I'll tell you that right now. Catches, catch can, submissions, near balls, great strategies. Yes, it is, folks. A lot of time, most of the time, has been on the mat, too, JR. You're right, Matt Wrestling. Yeah. Love it. it. Isn't it weird to say that wrestling fans of today still love wrestling? Sure. CM Punk with Dustin Rhodes in his sights. Punk, the springboard. Oh! Yeah. Just a right hand to the midsection by Dustin Rhodes. Dustin saw that one coming a mile away. And the cross Rhodes! My God, he could. He, oh, I thought he tried to cover him there, but now he's going to go. Instead, Dustin Pyle Drivers! God almighty! That's got to do it! One, two, no! Dustin cannot believe the pump kicked out. Quite frankly, neither can I. That was the big shot. That was it. He thought for sure. Look at his hands on his head. Thought for sure that was going to win it. But remember, Dustin Rhodes still has that final reckoning in his pocket. Well, he may have to be digging for it here sooner than later. These guys have taken the very best that their opponent has to offer in this wrestling match. CM Punk on hands and knees. Dustin Rhodes up to a vertical base. Now Punk up to a vertical position. Long arms, reach advantage. You see it coming to fruition. And Punk with his hands down by his side. Flip-flop to five. Shades of the green with the roundhouse kick. And now CM Punk. It's raining. Oh, but he couldn't get, couldn't get Dustin over. But instead, Punk drops down. Deep cover. Two, three.
pretty. Oh, uh, winner of this match. See. But what a hell of a wrestling match. Boom. It was a tremendous counter maneuver that he pulled out of seemingly nowhere. It was a counter to a counter that won the day for CM Punk. And these guys just will not come out of here unfazed. They pushed each other. They battled like men. They wrestled like men. What a way to start off Dynamite here in Pittsburgh. You see Punk clutching that left arm close to his body. That was from that toe kick Dustin Rhodes delivered earlier in this match. Class and professionalism. So I'm ready Seth Love it right here with these two guys. Yeah, CM Punk now asking about the knee. I love seeing this guy. I just love this. So much respect between both men. Heartwarming. Don't see enough of it. What a tremendous way to begin a tremendous program here in Pittsburgh. And getting the glove. Oh, look at this glove. Not just any glove. Oh, buddy. How about that? She was at the Steelers headquarters just yesterday. And now looking for Lockjaw. And that's it. Camelotas. The baddest bitch on the block wins again and advances. The winner of this match, Dr. Britt Baker, D.M.D. Britt Baker joins Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter, Hikaru Shida, Red Velvet, and Ruby Soho in qualifying for the Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament, kicking off this May on Long Island. Pittsburgh. Finally, you have a woman in the ring with the mic who knows how to use it. The last few weeks, have been very clear, and that is this AEW women's division is a disaster without me. Let's see what you're left with with Go DMD. There's Ruby Soho, the runaway, who literally needs to run away instead of coming at her every week looking like the red-headed little rascal. We have Tony Storm. Yeah. Who unfortunately has my girl Jamie Hayter in the first round of the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. And guess what, Tony? If you thought cake in the face was bad, just wait until Jamie mops your face with this ring. Because let me tell you, you're gonna wanna leave this company too. And last but not least, I'm not sure if you know this, but Jane Cargill called Pittsburgh ugly. The only people here tonight wanting to see Jade Cargill in this ring are the ones she gave free tickets to. The baddies, right? The latest addition to the baddies, Red Velvet. You guys remember her, right? I don't know what's worse, Red. Me whooping your ass all over this very ring last year or being a baddie. But it doesn't matter. Baddies, you can sit the hell down because I'm the baddest bitch on the block. 
and your future Owen Hart Foundation Tournament winner. Yours truly, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. This battle has only just begun. Oh! You may have heard Blake, so we gotta get him back here, put him in the coffin. Remember, open the coffin, shut it. Load it up, jump the lid. Wait a second! It's Sting! He was in the crowd! Dressed as Sting! Sting coming to Darby's assistance with venom and fury and passion. And he's running off the blade and Mark Quinn. Sting with a Sting mask! What the hell? Sting like a wrecking ball. <laughs> and Andrade and Darby still at each other's throats as well. Sting just taking on Gwen and Blade two on one. And they're turning the house down. Yes, they Literally. are. They sure are, JR. Good call. And Sting, for all these decades, still a man who will not back down from a fight. You can rely on him, you can right. count on him. You know he's gonna be there. But his appearance here tonight, quite frankly, surprised me. Yeah, it shocked Mark Quinn. Uh-oh, uh-oh, oh no. Darby Allen up on the shoulders of Andrade El Idolo, but the blade, oh! Andrade sent to those steps. Darby now trying to fight against the blade and Sting. Go the eye. Great equalizer by Mark Quinn. And Quinn. Oh, oh, Lordy. Oh, oh, no. Just oh, an absolute. Hear the echo there. Steel on spine. Echo included. But it makes no matter to the icon. Almost like you said, you think I haven't been hit by a, a chair before? Watch the. Ooh. Oh. And what the hell is he doing? Sting elevated to the heavens. What's wrong with this Here guy? Pittsburgh, the Stinger. No. No. Look at Darby now. Thinking coffin. Drop. Oh, he caught it. He caught it. He was waiting on it. German suplex on the outside. Oh, oh, Darby got pulled up like an accordion there. Getting that concrete with his spine. I got a little carried away earlier. AEW Dynamite next Wednesday night. We'll see a huge 10-man tag team match. The undisputed elite in action. The ladder match with the TNT Championship on the line. Sammy Guevara looking to make a defense against former champion Scorpio Sky. And FTR collide inside the Owen Hart wow. Foundation qualifying tournament. Can you believe that? What a match that is going to be. I'm digging that, man. Yeah, meanwhile, we're, we are just about, well, oh. But wait a second, the inside of the lid is covered in thumbtacks. That's why, that's why Andrade couldn't oh lift the God. lid earlier. And look at Darby sacrificing his own arm to prevent the lid from being closed. Yes, digging that arm into those thumbtacks, you're right. Sacrificing the arm. Just bumping off, obviously designed by Darby Allen. It's his creation. It was his challenge. It's Darby's match. He's the master of the coffin drop. 
Good and oh, oh lordy. The strength of Andrade is carrying Darby up the ramp backwards. Oh, what, a, oh. what an amazing athlete. And that was a crushing blow to the spine of Darby Allen. And obviously, Andrade in full control. Now what? Uh oh. Andrade walked over to the greats. Greats that buttress the stage. Oh, no. He can't be. This is not good. Oh, Darby, show some mercy, will you? Oh, forget that, JR. Darby, he's got a good look at that crate. Yeah, he knows what he knows what's on the other side. And, and he's gonna feel it too, unfortunately. Oh! Good night, nurse. Wow. That is just simple. The human body is not meant to endure things like that. We've often talked about Darby's resilience, his mental and, and physical toughness. We're seeing it all here. And Andrade knows to end this match, he's got to drag Darby back to the coffin and close the lid. But was it enough? And, and that's why he went on the great that time. He knows how he can come back. How resilient, like you said, he is, JR. He knows this. Darby is a true believer in Darby. Ooh. And his legion of fans will never give up on him. I think the point of those stairs hit the back that time. Top. Top stair. But can Darby survive this? Andrade. Oh! Face first. Andrade trying to destroy the coffin so he doesn't have to be put in. Trying to tear the lid off the coffin here. Darby just out by those steps. with Darby once again carrying oh lord Darby's, oh wait he's gonna I can see this coming I can see this coming right now this is this is gonna be terrible elbow to the face Darby fighting back desperately high sense of urgency Darby comes over Andrade dropped to the floor is Darby Allen. watch here he comes Darby planted Andrade with a violent, violent offensive maneuver. Darby threw everything he had into that. And now, gotta close the lid. Seal the deal, close the lid. Can he do it? No! Remember those thumbtacks on the back of Andrade? Andrade's assistant, Jose, put his foot on the lid to prevent it from being closed. Oh, Jose, don't rip your shirt off. Come on. Jose. Oh, no. Tax, tax, tax. Darby slamming the lid. There it is. That's it. That's over. Here is your winner, Darby Allen. Well, that was not something you're going to see every day. I can tell you that. It was thrilling. It really was. It was quite a moment. And quite a win. Again, you can't keep Darby Allen down, Excalibur. Darby Allen once again doing the 
improbable, if not impossible. And just a reminder, this Friday night, AEW Rampage back at our regularly scheduled time, 10-9 Central on TNT. Jade Cargill looks to defend her TBS Championship and undefeated streak against Marina Shafir. And then Dynamite next Wednesday night, the ladder match, Sammy Guevara and Scorpio Sky collide. Plus, remember, Dax Harwood, Cash Wheeler, FTR meet in a qualifying match in the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. The Hardys making an appearance. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what a night it has been. Very personal for Hardy, very personal. Combat Club taking on Brock Anderson, Dante Martin, and Pittsburgh's own Lee Moriarty. And Moxley. The salute to Lee Moriarty. Moriarty's his frustration is getting the better of him on the apron. I can tell you one thing. This uh, Brock Anderson kid is showing us that uh, he wasn't adopted. He's a tough kid, boy. All right, and he's taken a lot of punishment, and to be able to do that spinebuster shows what kind of fighting spirit young Brock has. John Moxley looking to shake up the cobwebs, makes the tag to Danielson and Lee Moriarty. Oh, oh hot man. boot! That hot boot found a home. One for Yuta. And he countered Danielson on the, on the dive in, the boot again in the face. And Moriarty just drops Wheeler Yuta. Kinetic energy by Lee Moriarty here. Moriarty looks like he's filling out too, working hard in the gym, working hard in his skill. And he's a hometown hero, they love him here. What? Oh, my God! Moriarty fires back, though! He's got to loosen some feelings. Danielson repeated uppercut from Moriarty, charges in with one of his own. Nice. Lee Moriarty, nice thinking. Lee with a capture. The back suplex immediately goes for the cover. And now looking for the Border City stretch. Moriarty's got Danielson in trouble here. Moriarty, the S-grip locked in across the bridge of the nose of Danielson. Wouldn't it be something to win by submission here? In a second. Oh, the shoulder capture suplex. Loaded up like an accordion. But Dante Martin got the, got the tag. I don't think Danielson realized it. Smart tag. Oh, Moxley spills to the outside. Dante takes to the skies. Moxley trying, trying to make a fair Moxley trying to make a fair catch. Now, Dante looking for the nosedive, collected himself, but oh, the momentary hesitation on Boy, the top rope. You're right, it cost him. It cost him that hesitation. Moxley looking to turn the corner into the bulldog choke, but Moriarty right there for to break it up. No, he did not break it up. Instead, Moxley's asking for more. He can kick him all day long. He's like an old mule. You won't kick him off like that. Brock Anderson, uh, wow! It's wiped out by Wheeler Yuta. Danielson, what a drop kick! It's breaking down in the bird. Look at the Blackpool Combat wow. Club. Just luxuriating in violence here. Wow. Your Lordship, you must love this, man. Absolutely. And the paradigm shift. Gentlemen, thank you and good night. Here are your winners. The Blackpool Combat Club. Tell the match, folks.
And Wheeler Yuta has taken to the Blackpool Combat Club like a fish to water. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to. PW Hustle, the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment.